You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi, Jack. I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. I'd like to welcome uh, uh, you to your own podcast, and I'd like to welcome everyone listening to a, a kind of special episode of Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. It's a very special blossom. Uh, <laughs> it is. So you finally got your period. Is that right? I did. I, I just menstruated. It's going to be, this is a big episode for us. I mean, it's not often that men can menstruate, but they can. It happens. It's a biological I've, reality, Jack. And I can, I'm sitting in a pool of blood. <laughs> it has nothing that to do with you eating fiberglass. This is the beauty right. of womanhood. That is right. Girl bulge. That's, that's really lovely. So, uh, so in, in, let me just sort of tell listeners really quickly what we are about to now tell you. What makes today's episode so special is actually true. Brian, would yes. you like to tell people uh, what your uh, we're recording this on Sunday, March 6th. Would you like. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, that's interesting. That's the uh, the day we conceived Eden uh, oh, 10 years ago today. My daughter. Yeah, I was there. What? What's that? I was there. I don't I don't remember that. Your wife had an OnlyFans, so she she set up a camera. And it allowed uh, you know us subscribers at this certain tier, and I was in the mega tier, uh, to to see the goings on. She calls it the bed cam. That was great. She she, she has a mega tier. There's a mega tier. Yeah, it's 140 dollars a month, and I've been a subscriber to that uh, since she told me that it would allow me to see Eden being conceived. So um, it was a it was an investment. It was worthwhile. I got you know I got it was the best four minutes. I think of, of television that I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. You know, thank you so much. I can relate to the characters. I know both of them, you know, I just, it, it was just really nice. What do you remember most about that night? Just the pasty white skin. Cause unfortunately it's the, the camera was in the ceiling. So I didn't get a lot of Betsy and it was just mostly you. Uh-huh. And, and you know, so I, I saw her arms kind of splayed out on the side. <laughs> I wasn't sure if she had passed out. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It was unclear, but um, you know, it, it was it was it was nice to see life created. Oh, at thank that you. moment in the yeah, just to sort of see a big pasty white blob on top of a what was probably a very pretty lady. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I assumed. I mean, I'd seen her in person before, so I assumed she hadn't changed much. I just was hoping to see more. Yeah, as a mega tier subscriber. <laughs> Do you, uh, since then, what are the sort of benefits? Because, I mean, gosh, that means it's been a 10 years to the day anniversary that you've been a mega tier subscriber. What are the sort yeah. of benefits have you gotten with that over the years? You get the bed sheets every two months because you've noticed that your bed sheets constantly change, right? It, it, it befuddles me. Uh, it, that, well, she's that's the mega tier. Uh, you get you're entitled to two bed sheets a year. So I get mine in February. And in October, a little birthday surprise for me. And, um, right. you know, it, it's fun because you can kind of see, I can tell who's sleeping on what side of the bed. Oh, how can you tell? Just the bodily oils and things. <laughs> you can just, it's very visible. And one side smells like perfume and the other one smells like Cheetos and has like a, like an oily residue on it. Well, she eats a lot of Cheetos in bed. I mean, don't criticize yeah, her for her I, choices. Trust me. I've watched that many times. 
as a mega tier subscriber. That's that's great. Um, any other sort of benefit? So you uh, you get a little um, knickknack uh, for your for your troubles. Uh, any other sort of benefits from being a mega tier subscriber to my wife's OnlyFans? Well, she does. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know when you guys are doing it, she she kind of holds a Q and A. So if you've ever wondered why she kind of seems distracted and is answering questions about home decoration and stuff uh-huh. while you're trying to have a romantic moment, it's because she's conducting her Q and A then. Oh, wow. You know, I, it's, it's funny. I, I've always tried to ever since, ever since the first time we made love, I've just tried to sort of tune her out. So, yeah. um, yeah, I got, I should pay more attention to that. Yeah. I mean, you, she, she's very knowledgeable about interior decorating and, and clearly uh, is passionate about that. Yeah. It's what she does for a living. It's, it's how yeah. we pay our bills around here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and she's, uh, and it gives you time to kind of do your thing. And, um, and she provides me with, I mean, she, in, in basically told me that my sofa was clashing uh, with the drapes. And so we fixed that thanks to her. Right. Wow. She, that's yeah. Gosh. Well, that, you know, well, that's great. Well, the, I'd like, well, then I'd like to thank you for your support, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Well, that was, that's great. So, so anyway, we're recording this yeah. on March 6th. Yes. <laughs> and what we are about to tell you, what comes forth after this moment is true. Brian, why don't you tell us what you have planned for your week ahead? I'm flying to Poland tomorrow. I'm arriving in Warsaw the following day. I am driving down to a uh, town near the border, and I'll be working with a humanitarian aid group uh, in a town called uh, Przemysl. And uh, it's right next to the Ukrainian border. And there's basically a kitchen there for refugees. And I'll be assisting with that. Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who may not sort of know the geography. So when you say the you'll be going to the border, you'll yeah. be going to the border. Of Ukraine. Yeah, it's the there's a there's a town called Przemysl. And it's um it's right next to the Ukrainian border. And there's a ton of refugees coming through there. And there is a Spanish chef who set up a company called World Central Kitchen. And uh, I volunteered to to be part of that crew and, and help uh, basically feed refugees, mostly uh, girls and, I mean, you know, uh, moms and kids. Because wow. most of the, the majority of the able-bodied men are actually staying in Ukraine to fight. But uh, I, I felt like I had to do something because this, this – uh, horrible atrocity that's being committed by the Russians uh, is just, it's been on my, you know, on my mind uh, constantly. Yep. So felt like something needed to be done. And my, it looks like my wife and son will come out later for his spring break. So he's changing his plans. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, son, we're going to have a Sue this weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's very eager. You know, initially he was like, I want to go fight. I'm like, no, let's not do that. Um, but wow. Um, yeah. He wants to come help. My, uh, so it'll be a family affair. Good so, grief. So yeah. your, your, your son is giving up his spring break to spend spring break on the Poland Ukraine border. Yeah, that's the plan. And and your youngest son will be where? I'm basically going first so I can kind of lay the groundwork and, and talk to the people there and find out, you know, if they'd accept a 15-year-old uh, to come help and mm-hmm. a 17-year-old. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to, you know, I'll see. So it's it's actually been very hard to find accommodation. There was nothing in Przemysl. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, all, everything's booked. So I found a, another town that had like, some, I've been 
a lot of, you know, hunting for hotels and, or just places to stay. So we got something, but wow. it'll work out. Um, so your youngest I, is sort of the designated survivor. He's the designated survivor. <laughs> yep. He'd be the, the lucky uh, inheritor. Uh, if, if, yeah, something terrible happened, but you know, Poland's wow. NATO and I'm not, I'm not concerned about, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going there to help. I, I just, I can't bear to look at all these videos and pictures and hear these stories and stuff. And just, you know, it really hits close to home. Yeah. You know? Wow. So I mean, it's, uh, it's really exceptional. I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm moved by the fact that you're doing it. It's really a cool thing. I mean, that's, it's, it's heroic and wonderful. So I think it's really cool. Heroic would be if I strapped on a gun and when my wife's like, don't go across the border, don't go across the border. Um, no, I, I, I feel like that's the least I can do is just kind of, you know, offer my time and energy to kind of, you know, help these kids and moms. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, what's going on there is, is so appalling. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. It is crazy. And, and all of that is true. I mean, that's amazing. Do you have a 10 o'clock flight to Poland tomorrow night? Yep. Monday night. By the time people hear this, by the time this is posted, presumably on Thursday, I don't, we don't, I don't even know when we're going to be able to post this. You will be on the Russia, on the, excuse me, the Ukraine, Poland border. Yep. That's crazy, my friend. That's crazy. So now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about um, how you're sort of planning to interact with the people who are coming across the border, um, many of whom are going to be sort of uh, traumatized. How do you plan um, to deal with all of these these uh, young mothers and their children coming across the border, knowing they've gone through a traumatic experience? What, what, What sort of what does your training tell you to do? I'm uh, Brian. I'm working here. Uh, have you heard of my podcast by any chance? Questionable material. Uh, yes, we listened to it. It's that average. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, you know, Brian, again, uh, this is a, tr- a truth thing and, and it is amazing that you're doing it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll record an extra episode, uh, today. So we'll have another new episode next week, but, um, uh, you know, thank you so much for doing this on behalf of the world. I'm doing it for you, Jack. Is that true? Yeah, I just, I, I woke up one morning and I said, you know what, sweetie, uh, I want to make Jack happy and I'm therefore going to go volunteer in Poland. I mean, maybe just next time ask what I'd like. Hey, Brian. Hi, Jack. Hi. So you know how in the past on the show, uh, a couple of times we've had my daughter come on and, you know, she really yeah. sees you as sort of like a, a second father, a second father who she doesn't particularly care for, but a second father nonetheless, who right. she's very comfortable coming to for advice. Yes. And you've given her some, you know, really interesting life advice. Usually she comes on and asks about like, you know, uh, how to deal with teachers or bullying or, or stuff like that, just to get sort of general kid advice from someone who's, you know, been through it all. Yeah, I've uh, got I've, uh, a lot of experience. Yeah, you really do. So I, I was wondering, you know, I think it'd be fun to do just a really quick one today um, since you're going to be gone for a little while. Uh, and this might sort of be the last chance she has to ask some big questions of you. Would you mind just uh, talking to my nine-year-old daughter so she could ask you a couple questions? Oh, I'd love to. No, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know you didn't. T- no, <laughs> come on. Yeah, sure. Oh, wonderful. Hold on. Yeah. Here is here is Eden, my nine-year-old daughter. Eden. I have a few questions. 
You have a few questions. Okay, well, well I have my answers. First question, my first question is what happens after you die? So uh, when a person dies, they go to a place. It's like, a, it's like Disney World, but it's filled with dead people. And it's called Deadland. And that's where all the dead people go. And you basically show up there just as you died in real life. That's why it's always good to die in your sleep. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, what happens when you die next week on the Ukraine border? Does my dad, does my daddy inherit inherit the podcast? Your father inherits the podcast, which has a net worth of negative $12,000. So what he can do is he can pass that uh, cost, that expense onto you and make you responsible and all your other family members liable for about $3,000 a piece. Okay. Uh, I, I have one more, uh, I have a few more questions. When you're no longer with us after taking this brave but foolish trip, does your wife become my dad's second wife? Will I have two mommies? <laughs> um, well, you know, the two mommy dream is your father's dream and it, it could happen. It, could, it might not happen. Uh, you know, my, my wife definitely does like a good sense of humor. So that helps. That, that gives your dad an edge. Um, she, she also uh, likes a nice kitchen. So if you have a nice kitchen in your house, that's really going to help. I don't have a great kitchen and that's one of the reasons why she's, she might leave me. It'd be a good thing if she did. Wow. Um, I, okay. Last question. I really, mm-hmm. really like a boy at school. How can I use your slaughter to get sympathy points from him so he'll be my boyfriend? Sure. Um, so basically you go to the, say his name is like Timmy. You would just say, hey, Timmy, and, and, and just kind of act like you feel sad. And then Timmy's going to say, what's the matter? And you say, oh, my dad's friend uh, and podcast host uh, got himself killed uh, in a humanitarian mission uh, in the east of Poland uh, on the border. And, uh, and I'm feeling a little down, Tim. And then Tim's going to say, well, let me buy you a drink, Eden. Uh, lemonade. I like lemonade. But can it be apple juice? It can be apple juice, too. But only if it's but 100% apple juice. Yeah. I love you apple want, juice. You want real apple juice, not the stuff where they just have, you know, 10% juice and the rest of it is just like sugar water. That sounds good. Oh, it gives you type 2 diabetes. This is terrible. It is? I don't know. Oh, so now you're dispensing medical advice I'm and you don't really nine, know. okay? All right, fine. Telling Bye, people Reed you can Brian. cure it. Bye. It was nice knowing you. Words, you, ever say to him? Oh. you give really dumb advice. Thank you. Okay. All right. Nice knowing you. So, Brian, how, how'd that go? Were you able to give her some good advice? I gave her some good advice. She had some really tough questions. Um, okay. There seems to be a theme. She's clearly pining for my demise, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but I thought she liked me a little more than that. But clearly, she, the animosity is all there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, is it is it animosity or is it just sort of like she, uh, you know, a child can sort of see the truth more clearly, and she knows what you're marching towards. Uh, do you think kids it's more are, that? I think kids are unfiltered, and they really, you know, they they'll let you know. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you know, I, you know, I'd like to thank you for taking this this brief amount of time to really sort of talk to my daughter and answer these questions. You're you're a great second father. We'll really miss that. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was it was it was good being her second dad. I'm glad you did a great job of it. Thank you. <laughs> 
Brian. Hello, Jack. Oh, you're still with us. Yes, so far, so good. Well, who knows, Jack? It's been, we're recording this in ahead of time. That's true. That's yeah. A, that's a very good point. So, you know, I want to, let's, let's, let's stop talking about Ukraine for a moment. I, I'd like to okay. discuss something um, that just came out uh, in the news today. Yeah. Uh, and that is um, feedback is starting to come out. Fan reactions starting to come out for the enormous, enormously successful big blockbuster movie that came out on Friday, The Batman. The Batman. The Batman, Matt Reeves's uh, uh, take on uh, on Batman with Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. Twilight, as, that's that's who he is. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, How, as did the you Cape see Crusader. it? Did you? I have see not it? seen it yet. No, I, oh. I will see it uh, within the next week for sure. You're excited. You're going to see it in a theater. I am going to see it in a theater, and that's how I'm going to help the people of Ukraine. That's right by seeing the Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I, I want to sort of prop up the, the film industry. When people are showing up, you know, the refugees come in, I'm just going to say, have you guys seen the Batman? It's real good. <laughs> real good. <laughs> my friend Jack saw it. Well, I'll, maybe I'll email you my, my review, but there is a criticism that is coming forth. Uh, the a big a number of articles today about this that um, accuses the film of being too woke. Um, oh, uh, I'll give you a few examples. Uh, yeah. Catwoman is bi. Okay, fine, whatever. Catwoman is a bisexual catwoman. Okay. Bisexual, bisexual catwoman. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's woke, but that's just it. But here now, um, here's where it gets a little bit more obvious in its wokeness. From the article, uh, they touch upon the victims the Riddler has been choosing with Catwoman, suggesting they had it coming, referring to them as white, quote, white privileged assholes. Are you kidding me? That line of dialogue is in the Batman. Oh my God. Uh, with criticism, um, uh, a, a, a tweet, again, a fairly popular tweet, says that woke politics are affecting uh, Batman and all the bad characters of white men. Surprise. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. So it's um, apparently a Batman uh, has gone woke. And I, I you know, I, I know you're, you know, a part of this. We, we touched on this a couple months ago with Superman going a little mm. bit woke. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was wondering if we could maybe sort of touch more on on how on the changes that's going to happen to Gotham uh, under the Batman's watch. Would you mind doing that real quick with us? Yeah, I think it's important we do. No, thank you so much. Cause you, you're, you're on the Warner brothers diversity, equity, inclusion team, right? Uh, it's diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging team. Gee, we keep adding letters, Jack. Oh, so D E I B. Yes. Okay. It's going to become a wordle soon. Uh, I, that we can only hope. So anyway, so so woke Batman, you know, what are some of the big changes coming to uh, to Gotham City itself? Let, let's start with the setting of the movie. Gotham has always sort of been portrayed as being overrun with criminals and sort of, a you know, lots of back alleys and, uh, you know, sort of a menacing, dark, brooding city. What changes are being made to Gotham City itself to make it a little bit more palatable to today's woke audiences? Well, um, we're going to the Gotham buildings at night will be illuminated with rainbow colors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Because traditionally Gotham has been kind of a dark and gloomy place. Yeah. Uh, so we thought that having buildings with the rainbow colors, very inclusive mm-hmm. colors. Um, and then the bat signal is actually going to be the, the trans flag. <laughs> it's the it's the gay pride slash trans flag. It's a whole bunch of different colors, pink and brown and, and rainbowy colors. It's going to be great. Right. Okay. Um, 
Okay, that, that, I guess that makes sense. And and for for casting, I know there's been some criticism of of the casting, saying that the, the casting has been sort of woke. And uh, apparently, um, the, you know, for the upcoming movie, Batgirl is going to be in it with a very controversial casting choice. Would you mind telling us uh, who's going to be playing Batgirl in a forthcoming Batman movie? Yes. Well, uh, Lena Dunham turned down the role. Sure. Uh, and you know, I gotta be honest. We were kind of grateful for that. Did, didn't have enough materials to build the bat suit. The supply lines are really low, uh, you know, down these days. And there's just not enough material out there. We can't get chips and we can't get uh, spandex. <laughs> well, supply. you dodged a, you dodged a bullet on that one, as you'll be dodging yes. bullets this week. Um, so, so who who did you wind up casting? We got Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> a 70 year old who wets herself as, as the sexy kitten Batwoman. Yeah. A lot of people said, you know, what are you doing? This is crazy. Are you, are you out of your mind? And I, I looked at them and I threw defecate at them and I said, no, I'm perfectly normal. She, she moves very slowly for an action role. Yeah, it's it was surprising to me too. I thought she'd have more vitality. Wow. And I hear for the 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 sequel to the Batman, which they already have begun casting. I guess the the sexy villain Poison Ivy is going to be in it. Who who is portrayed in the nineteen ninety uh, mid nineties Batman movies by Uma Thurman, one of the sexiest mm-hmm. women uh, to me on the planet. Um, I'm so excited to find out who's going to be the next Poison Ivy. Uh, well, it's an undiscovered talent. Okay. Uh, his name is Rory Bartlett. <laughs> what? Rory Bartlett will be playing Poison Ivy. What is that? That's a strange name for a woman. Well, it's a trans woman, Jack. Oh, okay. So it's it's a biological male who identifies as a female and, and is, is going to be Poison Ivy. Okay. Um, And, you know, Poison Ivy will have a catchphrase. It'll be check out my girl bulge. (laughs) And uh, that's what she will say before she springs into action. Hmm. Wow. It's going to be interesting. And so, you know, we saw a guy like that and we said, you know what? That lady's got a lot of oomph. Yeah. You know, she's a really interesting character. And we we approached her and said, hey, Rory, uh, would you be interested in this role? And, she said yes. And you could wow. tell she was into it because her girl bulge expanded <laughs> as it as it happens. As will happen. Uh, apparently they're making the penguin very woke. Uh, you know, can you tell us what sort of changes they're making to the character, the penguin? The penguin um, will be, uh, his mission is actually to uh, remove all copies of To Kill a Mockingbird from libraries. That's his thing. Oh my God. So it's a heist movie about breaking into public libraries. Yep. So there's a big scene at the beginning of the movie. It's kind of reminiscent of the earlier Batman from years ago when they're breaking into the bank, but he's breaking into a library Mm -hmm. uh, specifically to destroy all copies of To Kill a Mockingbird because of its white savior narrative that he believes it has. Right. (laughs) And and so the, and the Batman... I what I does I what does the Batman agree with that? Uh, yeah, well, they shine the pride light, and the Batman <laughs> arrives and lands there, and then you know he grabs 
the Joker, or the sorry, grabs penguin. the penguin by the back of the neck and is about to just do him in. And then the penguin points to what he's doing and says, look what I'm doing. I'm destroying the, this book. And Batman says, why? He goes, because of the white savior narrative. And he's like, oh, is, is there a thing like that in the book? And he's like, I think so. That's what I've heard. <laughs> and so then they proceed to just go around and, and throw the book onto the bonfire. So, so they team up to do it. Yeah. It was just, you know, it, it was kind of an unusual direction to take the penguin and Batman. Well, yeah, I hear that this, the, the movie is definitely a, a reimagining of things. So I guess that makes sense. So it sounded like the penguin didn't actually read the book himself. No, a lot of these people don't. It's more about knowing what's in it without having to have read it. You know, if, if you think about it, if, if Penguin doesn't act soon, that book might be read and enjoyed by people. Um, if he's going to sit down and, and read this over a course of several hours, then that's time he could be spent preventing people from seeing this book. Right. That he believes is offensive. Well, that's heroic. I, you know, God bless the Penguin. Yeah, I know. It's kind of, um, it's kind of nice to see him change his ways. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I love that. And, uh, you know, finally, you know, what everyone always wants to know is, is what happens. Everyone wants spoilers. Everyone wants to know what is going to happen in the next movie. And, you know, that's what audiences are, are leaving the theater sort of wondering, like, what's going to happen next? And apparently, you know, apparently it's just an explosion of wokeness, the, the sequel to the Batman. Can you sort of tell us what happens in the next Batman movie? Yeah, but one, just so you know, they're, they're not going to call him the Penguin anymore. Oh, oh, really? What are they going to call him? Because they, they, you know, they, they realize the penguin comes from Antarctica, mm -hmm. which is all white. So they wanted to change it to something else. So he's just bird boy. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> non-intimidating name. No, it's not. Bird boy. <laughs> bird boy. Okay. Um, great. Great. Uh, and, and is it true that they're changing the, the Riddler's character so that he doesn't ask um, uh, questions or riddles anymore because of uh, certain underperforming uh, students not doing as well at solving the riddles? Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be riddle equity. <laughs> so we've, we've kind of lowered the bar for the riddle, the riddle to be solved. Okay. There are multiple answers and that will be accepted in, in riddle solving. It's going to okay. be a lot easier. You know, back in the day, the Riddler was a little bit um, you know, might I say, um, difficult to understand for a, a large portion of people. It was a little elitist. Right. Yeah. You know, there was elitist and, and, uh, he, he created barriers to people. That's right. His riddles. And, and so now we're getting rid of these barriers and we're, it's going to make it super easy. So like what's, well, you know, what, what's wet and falls from the sky. <laughs> you say rain. Yes. Snow. Yes. Sleet. Yes. Hail. Yes. Water, you can say that too. Mm -hmm. so as long as you, you know, just keep it in that theme. Leaves? Yeah, because they can be wet. <laughs> if it rained earlier. Yeah. Whew, wow, that's great. And is it true the riddle, the Riddler isn't even going to bother to ask Asian kids questions anymore? Yeah, because they always got the answers. So it's just assumed that they know. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, it sounds like some long overdue changes to the Riddler. But anyway, all right. Pardon that digression. Tell us Sorry. about the next Batman movie, the big sequel that's going to come out in 2024. Lay it on us, Brian. Well, it's just going to be called Bat. 
for obvious reasons. Yeah, obviously. Good. <laughs> you see him, he's perched on top of the Forbidden Palace in the dark. <laughs> okay. In the Chinese Gotham, which is Beijing. Mm-hmm. And then you see him, and then he, he leaps out and he lands in the middle of the Tiananmen Square. Right. And and then he's, people turn around, and they sit, and they're like, get him! And they just charge him from all directions. And he fights off a whole bunch, but ultimately- uh, he's overwhelmed because there's so many. It's a lot of people in China. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, you got millions and millions and millions and millions in this city. And then suddenly they're just on top of him and he smothers and you just see his little bat arms sticking out from this mob of people on top of him. And you see it quiver, shaking, mm-hmm. shaking, and then it slowly stops shaking. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, and then the next scene, you just see them, they're sitting, they're all, everybody's sitting around and they're, they're having bat soup. Oh my god! So at that point, who becomes the protagonist of the movie? Xi Jinping. <laughs> you know, okay, because so- the studios are really playing for their Chinese audience at this point, right? So she dons the bat outfit, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just becomes she, and he's the new superhero. <laughs> where he, he flies around defeating democracies. I, you know, I believe, Brian, that that brings us to a close of this very special episode of Questionable Material. We we did things a little bit differently uh, in this episode, yeah. which I'm I'm glad we did because, uh, you know, it's 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 really awesome what you're doing, and and I want to give you the final word. You know, close us out and and take your time and say whatever you want to say. I guess review us and all that. <laughs> that that's that's your <laughs> closing line as you sail off to the east. I was going to say uh, donate money to World Central Kitchen, but I don't see any donation links on their website. Yeah, that which is strange. Well, so anyway, can you give that name again? Maybe people could find out a way to. Yeah, the organization is called World Central Kitchen. Okay. And uh, their hashtag is Chefs for Ukraine. Okay. And um, yeah, so they've they set up a kitchen uh, in the border town of Shemisul. Mm-hmm. No, Chemishlul. And, um, right. Yeah. And, uh, that's where I'm going to be for a bit. I don't know how long. Figure it out. See, see how much they need me. See how well, useful I am. Yeah. What if I get there and they're like, you know what? We don't, you're, you're good. You can go. <laughs> we're all set. Yeah, we're fine. Hard pass. <laughs> hard, hey, guys, hard I'm here. Pass. Hard pass. What? What? <laughs> We're looking for a more diverse volunteer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have well, a, uh, hopefully, they, if they have a diversity, equity, and inclusion department, they'll be like, like, okay, we got plenty of you. <laughs> this is the Ukraine and Poland, after all. That's right. <laughs> um, Brian, stay safe. Um, we'll do. You know, good, good luck. Um I don't know what to say, man. I, you know, just stay safe. I, I love you. You're, you know, you're the best. Good. Just good I'll luck stay over safe. There. I, you know, we're in, I'm in a NATO country. I will be in a NATO country, so it'll be fine. Okay. Hopefully, unless they Hopefully. get, now those Russians get naughty. <laughs> and yeah. they have been. Good luck over there, Brian. Um, yeah, please, please uh, close out the, the show. Shemishu. <laughs> good luck, buddy. 
That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 